back to episode two of Sister Empire. Y'all, we here. We are really doing this right now. To be honest, I still don't know what I'm doing, but y'all riding with me, I'm riding with y'all, and we're just going to be honest here. And I wanted to start off this podcast, um, as you, if you haven't heard the first episode, please pause this and go read the first episode, but I wanted to start off uh this first episode because mother's day was this month and i'm recording this a little closer to mother's day so that's why it's a little fresh in my mind but mother's day was rough y'all like i felt like i was just not okay the whole day um and it was a sunday like it usually is and i went to church and at church i just felt so awkward and everybody's kind of looking at me and i'm like are they looking at me because i can't be a mom yet or you know like what are you really saying right now and i was just so uncomfortable and i told my husband i'm like i really feel like i want to leave and if y'all know me personally y'all know i don't really miss church like that is where i am all the time but i just wanted to kind of let you know that if you felt weird on Mother's Day, uh, same. So, you know, just wanted to start off with that truth and, um, and, you know, let it just be what it is. Anyway, this episode is all about me. I'm gonna talk about myself the whole time. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, not really, but just kidding. But I wanted to talk to you guys about my process, where I'm at now, kind of like what things are looking like because the way we started is not the way we're going right now. And in order for me to, or in order for you to fully, you know, know what I'm talking about right now, um, I kind of have to take you back to some history. So yes, I do have PCOS. I got diagnosed when I was 15. Um, I realized that I wouldn't menstruate frequently. Um, and then once your girl became a little active, you know, doing stuff she shouldn't be doing, my mom took me to the doctor and they were talking about, you know, how many periods do you get or how often do you get your periods? And I was just kind of like, I don't know, it just comes when it comes. And everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy, but that's just what, that's just, just what happened. And I ain't know no better. So, you know, but I have been married to a lovely man who is the man of my dreams that I met in geometry class when I was only 16. We've been married three years. We've been together too long. And, um, well, three years, June 9th. So uh, this should probably air before my anniversary. But after marriage, you know, Jeff and I, we really didn't have to get to know each other. We already knew each other. We already loved each other. It was about doing things the right way in front of God, I feel like, you know. Sometimes in marriages, they take the first two years to kind of get to know the spouse, get to know each other. But, I mean, heck, we grew up together from 16 to 20-something. Yeah, we already knew each other. <laughs> and although people keep changing and evolving, Jeff and I didn't have to go through kind of those premarital stages or, or early marital stages that most couples go through. So in 2019, I think is when we first started talking about like, yo, wouldn't it be cool to have a little baby, a little mini me running around? But I quickly realized that you need a period in order to have a baby. Um, if y'all didn't know that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so what happens when there is no period? How does one make a baby when you don't know when to calculate from the last period because the period does whatever the period wants and has a mind of its own. Luckily for me or unluckily for me, the pandemic hit shortly in 2020. So I kind of felt like uh, it was short-lived. I apologize about my dog in the background because no one respects my 
wishes around here or the signs around the house that say I'm recording. This is just real, so we're just going to keep rolling with it. The pandemic hit for us, and unfortunately, uh, Jeff and I went through a really hard stage where we were sort of homeless. I mean, not really, but because during the pandemic you couldn't evict nobody, the place that we were going to go to was unavailable, but we had already turned in the place that we were currently living at. So we kind of went through an in-between stage, and your girl ate in 2020. Do I have anyone else that was just like, oh, okay, 2020 is here. We don't know what's happening in the world. Let's just eat our emotions. Let's talk about emotional eating. Does anyone have a stressed out day and just want to have a frosty? Hmm? Because I have a frosty when I have a bad day at work. It's not right, but the Lord's still working in me. I mean, the frosty, you get a medium. There was one day I got a large and I was just like, Stephanie, you overdid it. I am an exaggerator by nature. I am big and bold, and the Lord has created me this way. I am someone who believes in the overabundance of the Lord, and therefore I live my life in overabundance. But the large frosty was um, was too abundant. I needed to tone it down a little bit. I needed to get rid of a little bit of grace there. Yeah, I ate all of all of 2020, and at some point during the pandemic or sort of the end of the pandemic i was like oh yeah i was trying to have a baby what happened with that i didn't have a period so therefore i went online how most of our us do and we just start researching all these you know you know i was was into this whole natural thing right so i want to do like natural supplements and all of this i'm telling y'all when i bought everything i bought everything Nothing. So I bought all these supplements and I started taking them on November 24th. I will never forget the day. November 24th is the day that my little monthly visitor for my guy listeners. I know I know how y'all get with with the periods. So my monthly visitor came and she didn't leave y'all. Y'all ever had a friend who was homeless and y'all offer your home and, and you think it was going to be a two week thing, a week thing. And the friend don't leave? That was me. The friend did not leave. Tell tell me why it was Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay, she's still here, whatever. She's still visiting. That's fine. Tell me why I'm Christmas shopping and my visitor is still here. Tell me why it's Christmas and my visitor is still here. And tell me why it's New Year's. And my visitor is still here. And then my husband one day was just like, bro, but what's happening? You got to get this checked out. I think if I'm going to be really transparent, I was so afraid of what was happening or what I did to myself taking this combination of supplements. At first, I was like, Eureka, like I did it. I found the the combination out, you know, I'm able to have a period. And then I'm like, somebody put a plug in it. (laughs) Send help. How do we make her stop? How do we make her go away? So, yeah, it destroyed kind of even, like, intimacy with my husband and I. Like, it was just kind of like, how does one become intimate with with a friend around? You can't because we don't get down like that in this household. I mean, you do what you want at yours, but mm-mm, that ain't happening here. We don't, mm-mm. Anyway, so I finally went to the doctor And this is when things started kind of turning around. Because, y'all, I knew something was wrong. How does one have an almost three-month period 
and feel like that's okay? Like, at what point did I not feel like I needed to go to the ER or something? Like, we know, I know that that was not the way to go about things. But, you know, your girl's a little hard-headed sometimes. I'd be listening, but, like, later. So, I went to the doctor, and the doctor basically... I don't know if I can say that on this podcast, but I'm alone now. So, I'm just gonna say whatever I want. The doctor ripped me a new one, y'all. She just sat there and told me stuff about myself that I feel no one... Everyone knew, but no one had the courage to tell me. How about that? The doctor was just like, I don't really know you, so I'm gonna just tell you what it is, how it is, and I don't care about your feelings, y'all. I cried when I left that office. Here I am, 28 years old, 211 pounds, trying to have a baby with a three-month period. The doctor was looking at me like, sis. <laughs> the doctor looked at me like, sis, what is you doing right now? <laughs> so the doctor um, sent me for a bunch of tests. She suspected that because my body was overcompensating, um, to have a period or to stabilize the hormones that I could have been creating precancerous cells. So for about a week or so, I literally was going test after test, ultrasound after ultrasound. I mean, your girl for having three months of no action got some action, but not by not by my husband, by medical equipment. That was crazy. I was like, what is happening? And and why does everyone need to go there? Like, we can't do this over the top. Like, everything. Anyway. So, thank the Lord. I mean, I cried, right? I cried for like a month straight. But thank the Lord that I have a strong support system. Um, and my sister, who, if y'all know my sister, my sister is willing to fight with anybody. <laughs> my sister, I showed up after the appointment, you know, super emotional. I was crying hysterically. Um, and my sister was already on the phone trying to get me an appointment for a second opinion. And you know what? Although I felt like the doctor could have told me these truths nicer, I felt like that's kind of what I needed. I kind of needed that wake-up call because I was just like, all right, stuff. Like, you really need to get it together. Like, you literally had your period for three months. Your body is overworking itself. It's tired. I'm tired. Like, something has to change. Something drastic has to change. So nothing, after everything, you know, I got to go quickly here because 20-minute podcast and we're already halfway through. After the appointment of all the ultrasounds, I had to go for a follow-up. The doctors, uh, actually, I didn't go for a follow-up. I'm lying. The, I, the doctor called me, said that they found some, some polyps, some fibroids, and I needed to have surgery. So March 9th, I went in for surgery. And thank the Lord that God is so good. I had a couple of my prayer warriors, people that I know I can count on that are in my corner to just bring down heaven for me. They prayed for me. They prayed over me. They prayed with me. And um, and when the doctor went in there, she found nothing. She literally found nothing. There was nothing happening. There was no no fibroids, no polyps. I was clean. She you know, they basically just took my money is what they did. But I'm grateful. I, I Even if I pay for it, I pay whatever for them to find nothing, especially not cancer. The doctor, so here's where it gets a little controversial, y'all. If you are listening to this podcast because you are trying to become a mom, you may not agree with something I'm about to say. And you know what? That's fine. Because I'm not here, like I told you in the beginning, I'm not here to tell you 
how to have a baby. You know, I'm, I'm not qualified and I haven't mastered that myself. But what I will do is be 100% honest with you. So the main thing that the doctor touched upon when she hurt my feelings that day is that I was overweight. I knew I was overweight, sis, because was, I was only wearing oversized t-shirts and jeans and sneakers. There was nothing I could wear sandals with, so I wasn't, you know, like, I just went through this process. Like, why why would I get my toes done if I'm not going to wear anything, a dress, a skirt, a nice blouse? Because your girl was hanging out of everything. The stomach was hanging. Y'all ever have that little armpit fat? The armpit fat was hanging. I was just hanging everywhere. The doctor said that I needed to weigh 165 pounds. Now, we know that this whole BMI thing is a little absurd, right? But at the end of the day, being 165 pounds wasn't going to do me no bad. I mean, I was going to be snatched. And and she says that she wanted to have a six-month follow-up because she felt like I had a problem with consistency, which I don't know who was telling her all my secrets. So she says she wanted to follow up in six months because she was afraid if she saw me in a year that I was going to be exactly where I was because that's exactly where I was a year ago in 2019 when I was trying to have a baby. I literally weighed like the same or I think I was like three pounds heavier than what I weighed in 2019. And in 2019, the doctor told me to lose weight and I was like, yeah, for sure. I'm going to start working on it, whatever, whatever. We all know what happened. I already told you the snacks. So I have a six-month follow-up in July. So maybe we can keep this up if y'all like me. We can keep this up until July and we'll see what happens. But I am on birth control until July. I know if you're trying to have a baby, you're thinking, uh-uh, you're crazy. This is the exact opposite thing that you want to do. This is, you know, it's not going to allow you to have a baby naturally. But sis, I couldn't have a baby naturally anyway because your girl was not getting her period. And when she did, it didn't go away. So I'm going to try something new because what I did try didn't work. Now, I did have a past experience with birth control where I felt weird, where I felt crazy. But because my doctor is who she is and she's a little meticulous, she gave me some... I don't have one of those regular name brand uh, birth controls. Like, my birth control talks about different milligrams of something and different milligrams of something else that I can't pronounce right now, so I'm not even going to try. And I feel like this is what works for me. In my time, I started birth control in February... In my time with birth control, y'all, I've had mental clarity. My anxiety has gone down. I don't crave how I used to. I mean, I crave stuff because it tastes good or because I had a bad day at work. So still kind of like the emotional eating. But I, I, I would feel like before, like I needed to have something sweet. And I don't feel that way anymore. I feel peace knowing that I don't have to constantly check an ovulation strip because your girl bought a wholesale ovulation little test packet off of Amazon. I think it came with like 120 ovulation tests and it was literally every day that I was taking one and being disappointed and constantly being disappointed. Where now I know I'm not going to get pregnant because I'm on the pill. Also, it's kind of like the clarity of knowing when I'm going to get my period, even though I know it's just withdrawal bleeding, but still, Getting some sort of routine of what's supposed to be normal that has been so foreign for me for so long has given me such a peace that I can't explain. Like, 
even just knowing that I'm being intimate with my husband, you know, knowing when I can and when I can't, just kind of having that freedom to kind of be useful and fun. Like, yo, I'm not old, but for a moment there, sex kind of became work. Like, I was just kind of like, oh, look, this, you know, the ovulation strip is darker. Like, we got to go. And it was like, you know, it's always great, but it became more organized. It became more... I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, to be honest, but it became almost like forced. I didn't want to say forced because it wasn't forced because I love my husband and he loves me. But it was more because of a reason versus just a feeling. Versus now we're just kind of doing our thing, you know? We're like in high school again. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe this is getting too real. In July, I'm supposed to be 165 pounds. Um, and I am currently, drum roll please... 188.6. I used to be 187, but something happened along the way. I'm 188 pounds, which, I mean, coming from 211, I feel great. And one of the main things that I wanted to share is, like, in the beginning, when I first started losing weight, I did keto for the first two months. I did it with a goal in mind, which was baby. Like, I'm telling you, I saw myself holding this baby in August. Like, <laughs> like... I, I, that was my one goal. But as I'm going through this process, which is more of what I'll talk about in episode three, but as I'm going through this process, I am loving, I am loving knowing what I'm eating. I'm loving working out. I'm loving the changes that I made, how they're affecting my body. I love that I'm not groggy anymore. So I'm loving so many other things that now I'm kind of like, okay, like maybe your girl can get snatched. Maybe from a snack, I could become a whole meal. You know what I'm saying? Like this is kind of the path in, in, of which I am, I am heading. And I'm not really concerned about the baby as much. Don't get me wrong. Like I started this episode, Mother's Day, your, <laughs> Mother's Day caught your girl slipping. But I feel like after, you know, the whole emotions and all of that, because, you know, emotions are temporary and we need to learn how to fi filter temporary emotions. Like at the end of the day, I'm still on my grind. I'm still watching what I'm eating on the weekend. I struggle a little bit, but, you know, on weekdays, you know, I, I'm watching what I'm eating. I'm hitting the gym. Keto, let me tell y'all something about keto. Keto works. It's hard. I did keto for two months with my best friend. Shout out to my best friend. And it is hard. And you lose your butt. No one, everyone tells you about the great things about ketos. If you got a booty, you do keto, it's gone. It's going to be a long ass day. Here we are. And I started squatting. And now I got some junk in the trunk again. This is totally a woman's podcast. <laughs> My bad, fellas. Y'all don't need to listen to me rambling and being crazy. <laughs> one thing I would say about what I'm going through is Somebody needs to take the scale away. Daily weighing is not from the Lord. That is not what the Lord has called us to do in this season. And I feel like that's something that I'm trying to move out of is the obsession, right? Like, I feel like I have an obsessive personality anyway. Like, if you know me, I'm either all in or I'm uninterested at all. And I feel like there needs to be some sort of medium. There needs to be some sort of happy medium where I don't have to weigh myself every day, but I can weigh myself weekly. So right now, that's kind of what I'm working on because if I weigh in and let's just say I retained more liquid that day than the other and I'm 190, I'm all of a sudden spiraling. So I'm, I'm telling you this not because it's necessary, 
for this podcast, but to tell you that I'm a work in progress. I think it's so hard to hear a podcast or watch a vlog of someone who has it all figured out. Because most of the time when you need to watch or hear those things, you don't have everything figured out. You are stuck in the middle. And this is kind of where, like I explained in episode one, this is kind of like where this episode is coming from. It's coming from the in the middle. It's coming from the, I don't have to figure it out yet, but, you know, we're moving forward. I want to tell you guys that everyone's process is going to look different. It just is. Every system is going to look different. You may totally be against birth control. I feel you. I was too. I read the vlogs too. But I be, I got to a point where I needed a drastic change. Besides the fact that my body was kind of turning on me by overworking. But I hadn't done birth control in like 10 years. I needed to try something different. And at the end of the day, we have to realize that the Lord is the one that opened and closes the womb. The one that gives life is the Lord. Yes, we do have a big part to play in it. We do need to make sure that our body is able to grow these organs and these bones and this system for life to come out of you. But at the end of the day, the decision is the Lord's. So if the God, if God says that I'm going to have a baby, I could be on birth control and still have a baby now because that's what he said. And he's, he's God. Like, you know, there's really nothing to it. Like, that's just it. He's God. But I think that for this challenge, for this week, because I told y'all we will end in a challenges, I want you guys to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you're gonna start to do something different, something that you haven't done before. I think if if I would have looked at it from the eyes of, I have to lose 46 pounds, I would have been afraid to start. But because everything else looked so much worse, like cancer... I was like, 46 pounds is nothing for me. Like, I got that. Like, 46 pounds in six months, I got that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to accomplish it, and I'm going to start. I think setting yourself a start day, I think you need to write a contract with yourself, whether it's a note on your phone, whether it's a sticky note on your mirror, whatever it is that you're going to look at daily and say, I deserve better, and the only thing stopping me is myself. Because we have the power to change things around. Like your girl is starting to get snatched. My waist came back. And that's only because I decided to stop eating ice cream every day at 6 o'clock. Did I deserve ice cream every day at 6 o'clock? Sure. But I didn't need to have it. I can treat myself. But I don't need to do anything because I am the one that controls my body. So I encourage you this week. If you haven't started already. Start. Write it down saying today is this day. And I want to be this by this day. And just give yourself a goal because at the end of the day, if you don't have a goal, then you don't know where you're going, right? If you, you can have a GPS, but until you plug in a location, the GPS is just going to be there like, sis, what I'm doing. And that's exactly what your body is doing because you haven't told your body what to do. You've just been going off of your emotions. Today I'm happy. Today I'm sad. Today I want to work out. Today I'm not. Cut it out. I'm telling you that this is going to be a real podcast. Cut it out. Start. You deserve it. You can do it. And you have a support system. If you know me personally, text me. But I'm telling you that you are not going to get closer to your goal until you start to take charge of the things that you can control. We can control when we work out. 
We can control what we eat. These are things that we can control, and I promise you that you will start feeling better. I think looking at the whole picture, like I said, would have been scary. But now that I am 23 pounds away from my goal, and I've already been through the tough part, which was the beginning, which was the starting, now it's just about keeping the momentum going. Your girl getting creative now. I'm not only doing cardio. I told you, I'm squatting with some weights. I'm lifting some weights. I'm curling some weights. And I like that I'm stronger. I like that I'm not tired as easy. And I think the end result is going to be even greater. Whether the baby comes right now or not, I'm going to leave that to God's hand, right? Life is on God's hand. But what's on my hands is what I can do with my time now. What I can do with my discipline now. What I can do with my consistency now. So I love you guys. I'm sorry we ended a little harsh, but sometimes we need a little tough love. I know I definitely did. And I'm grateful to Dr. Iglesias for putting me exactly where I needed to be put, although I cried for a month. Let's end this in a little prayer. Until next week where we have some more good stuff and we're just going to keep it real until the end. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my group of sisters and brothers, Lord, that listen to this podcast, God. Because ultimately, it's not just about us having a baby, Lord, but it's about learning about ourselves and about you throughout this process, God. So I just ask that as we begin new journeys, Lord, as we begin to do something we've never done before, that we may be afraid afraid, and we may have anxiety of the unknown or what will come, God, but that we can remember that we can run to you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is our counselor, Lord, and that you never leave your children behind, Lord, that the 99 is important, Lord. But also more important to you is that one. And sometimes we're that one, Lord. So I just ask for all my brothers and sisters in this podcast, in the car, in their AirPods, Lord, that if they're that one right now, that they may feel your warmth, your love, your power, your grace, God. That you're a God that gives more than one chances, Lord. And in the same way, we need to give ourselves more than one chance. It doesn't matter if we failed before, Lord. We're starting over again, fresh and renewed, knowing that if we stick to it, Lord, that you will do your part exactly whatever your will is for each and every one of us that's individual, Lord. We thank you and we love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love y'all. See you next week.